welcome. This is the Kelly's Astrology Podcast, where you can find insight, guidance, and understanding through astrology. I'm Kelly, and I'll be your host. everyone and welcome back to episode three of the Kelly's Astrology podcast where I'll be taking a look at a couple of the astrological insights that you need to know for the week starting July 8th. If you're enjoying the show please like, subscribe or sign up for notifications wherever you're listening to this episode. With that said here are a couple of astro insights that I think will help guide you through the upcoming week. There are two planets changing signs this week. We have Mars moving into Virgo on July 10th and Mercury moving into Leo on July 11th. So in general, the start of this second week of July brings a little bit of a mood shift and you might notice your areas of interest or inspiration are shifting. I'm going to focus on the planet Mercury this week. We'll be talking about Mercury and Leo kind of a part two in terms of what we chatted about in our last episode. I'm also going to share some thoughts about the really juicy potential of the moon in Taurus, which is happening Tuesday, Wednesday this week. I'll be talking more about Mars in Virgo in next week's show. So Mercury is moving into Leo on Tuesday. That's July 11th. And when a planet moves into a fire sign, Leo is obviously a fire sign, Uh, after having spent time in a water sign, there's this quality of that planet drying out. It's as if our mind gets clear. We are maybe no longer kind of swirling in that emotional space and we're starting to get a sense of our vision. So we're getting some clarity coming through. And because of course, Mercury is about the mind and about communication, You may notice that for the two and a half weeks or so that Mercury is in Leo starting July 11th, that you're feeling clearer in your mind or you're feeling more expressive or you're feeling a little bit more confident in speaking aloud the ideas and interests that are kind of inside you. Mercury in Leo is not the most intellectual placement for Mercury. We're going to save that story for a few weeks time when Mercury moves into Virgo. But Mercury in Leo is a lot more expressive and it is more vocal than Mercury in Cancer, where Mercury has spent the past few weeks. So in the next two and a half weeks, it's time to kind of say it loud and say it proud, you know, kind of take ownership of the ideas you have, of the interests that get your curiosity going and be a little bit more bold or forthcoming in asking for what you want or speaking up about the things that you're interested in. You might explore kind of wild ideas, or you might find yourself swept up in a creative passion. You might be feeling a little bit instinctive. You know, Leo is one of those signs that has the bestial designation, that it's connected to animals and kind of that animal instinct. And so Mercury in Leo is often about expressing some of those primal urges, those things that are really important to you that may not always make logical sense. When we think about that sort of primal instinct, it might be about some really kind of basic things that as a, you know, a creature in a human body that we need, you know, about movement and about food and about experiences. 
So our thoughts with Mercury and Leo are going to shift to topics like how do we express ourselves? How does the role of leadership show up? You know, do you feel like you're leading your life forward or do you feel like you are a character in somebody else's play or story? Leo is very much a sign of bringing your authentic light out into the world. And Mercury here can make us really interested in our authentic self. It can make us curious about how we get in touch with that authentic energy inside of us. And not only how can we get in touch with it, but how can we bring it out into our life so that we feel like we're living a more authentic, genuine, kind of true to our core experience. Leo is really a sign that celebrates the self. It does not kind of shy away from uh, its needs. You know, in Leo, there's a real sense of ownership of understanding, you know, who you are or how you are in the world. And so Mercury in Leo can really encourage you to focus on personal goals and priorities or to speak up about the things that you want. In terms of our conversations and our interactions with others, with Mercury and Leo, you might notice that conversations have this sort of warm, uplifting, encouraging quality. Fire signs and the fire element uh, were considered to be one of the most divine elements because if you've ever watched a flame, like a candle or you've had a bonfire at night, flames are always, of course, moving upwards to the heavens. And that was sort of um, interpreted as the idea that that this sort of fire energy represents that striving and seeking and searching for contact with divine, whether you think about that as higher self or a god or goddess-like figure, but the idea of raising our thoughts and our conversations to kind of higher, more uplifting, more meaningful, even perhaps more spiritual material. So these are all possibilities with Mercury in Leo. You might also talk a lot about or find yourself thinking about loyalty, like who or what you're loyal to. And if you're not sure how loyalty shows up in your life, have a think about how you spend your time and who you're prioritizing in terms of being available or showing up for others. So there are things that we might not realize we're loyal to because it's sort of a habit and part of our regular life. But like, for instance, I might be loyal to a little bit of TV watching at the end of the day because that's something I do on a regular basis. So Leo being a fixed fire sign, Mercury here can help us understand some of the rituals or habits or routines that might be driving our life that we just haven't become conscious around. And so that idea of loyalty, it's like, well, am I loyal to this or am I loyal to that? And sometimes the ideas that we think we're loyal to don't match up to the actions we're taking. So because Leo is a fire sign and fire signs are connected to action and activity, the doing of things, with Mercury and Leo, it's like our heads or our minds can catch up with, oh, I say this one thing's important to me, but what I actually am doing is the opposite. And so that awareness can then become food for thought. Is that thing that I say that's important to me really important to me? And if so, can I align my actions with it? Or am I just saying it's important, but the truth is I'm actually more loyal to the completely opposite thing that I think I'm loyal to. And then we bring in a beautiful trait here that we get through the light of the sun in Leo, which is about honesty and about seeing things in the light, like that true light of the sun of how they are. 
So that's a little interesting piece there about kind of loyalty and what we are prioritizing. And Mercury and Leo can help us see that a little bit more clearly. You might also look for insights or info to help you take charge or set your own agenda in various areas of life. <clears throat> Keep in mind that Leo is associated with royalty, these kind of regal figures, and we get from that this modern concept of sort of leadership or sovereignty or agency. The idea of like, am I in charge of my own life and existence or am I, you know, playing a role in somebody else's drama? And so with Mercury and Leo, there's a curiosity that can be aroused in terms of how might my life look if I'm the one that's making the choices, if I'm setting the agenda, if I take on this kind of regal choosing my own standards and my own priorities kind of approach. And if you're thinking about, well, how could this apply to me really personally, I would encourage you to tune into the Leo house in your birth chart you know, this is a part of the chart that Mercury is specifically stimulating over the next couple of weeks for each of us. And you'll be curious about those topics, but you'll also want to step into that role of leader in the Leo house uh, for yourself in the next couple of weeks. So some of you might have Leo on the seventh house of relationships, and this Mercury in Leo cycle is asking you to be more expressive about what you want, what you like, what you don't like in terms of relationships. And it may be that it's time for you to bring your authentic needs and desires into that realm. Maybe you have Leo on the 10th house of career and Mercury in Leo is gonna encourage you to speak up at work or to tune in to some of your really authentic desires and passions around profession, around life path. So there's just a couple of examples of how this Mercury in Leo might help you connect with a little bit of inspiration and also encourage you to bring forward more of your authentic light into different areas of your life. I was also really, when I looked at this second week of July, I was also really drawn to what the moon is doing this week. And the moon is going to be in one of its kind of technically best two signs. The moon will be in the sign of Taurus in general on Tuesday and Wednesday, so July 11th and July 12th. I am gonna give you the exact times for a couple of different locations around the world. And hopefully, even if that's not your location, you'll be able to um, adjust from there. So if you wanna quickly pause or grab a pen and paper, here are the exact times that the moon will be in Taurus for Toronto, Paris, and Sydney. And then I'm going to tell you why I think this is so good and what we can do with this placement. So the moon will be in Taurus from the evening, Monday, July 10th. So this is for Toronto. So if you're in the Toronto or Eastern time zone, which would include New York, uh, Monday, July 10th, around 8 p.m. in the evening until Thursday, Thursday, July 13, around 3.30 a.m. in the morning. Uh, and so uh, Paris, the times for Paris, uh, the moon will move into Taurus around 2 a.m. in the morning on Tuesday, July 11th, and the moon will be in Taurus uh, Paris time until about 9.30 a.m. on Thursday, July 13. Now, if you're in Sydney, the moon will move into Taurus around 10 a.m. on Tuesday, July 11th, and then the moon will wrap up its time in Taurus around 5.30 p.m. on Thursday, July 13. So there's a couple of little, you know, extensions like late Monday night, um, 
Eastern time. And of course, you can adjust from that to Pacific time. So in general, though, Tuesday, Wednesday, we're all going to get some of this moon in Taurus energy coming through. Taurus is currently uh, one of the most activated zodiac signs. We've got three different planets, Jupiter, Uranus, and the North Node there. So this sort of 48-hour, just a little over 48-hour period when the moon is in Taurus can be really full. Uh, it can be rich. It might be busy. and It might have a surprise or two. And I think there is so much to love about the moon in Taurus. There's a lot to love about the moon in Taurus in general, but there's a lot to love about the moon in Taurus, especially now in the second half of 2023 and into the early part of 2024. So I want to explain a little bit about what I mean by that. First off, the moon is exalted in Taurus, and this is a technical designation that is considered to be quite positive. And so this amplifies or elevates some of the best moon qualities while the moon is in Taurus. So there is this really steady, consistent quality to things like nurturing and pleasure and being in the present moment when the moon is in Taurus. It has a stable, a steady quality. Moon in Taurus also has themes of building, and this is really great for accumulation over time. There are themes of patience that come through with the moon in Taurus. There's a steadfast kind of loyal and lasting quality. And the moon in Taurus also represents a couple of things, a couple of really important understandings that sometimes good things take time, but also that sometimes the really good things can be much more simple than we expect. Technically speaking, Taurus is the only sign where both Venus and the moon have lots of dignity. Venus is the ruling planet of the sign of Taurus and the moon has this exaltation designation here. So Taurus really is a sign that can offer in some ways this unique combination of the best of what Venus and the moon have to offer. And what that translates to is things like Taurus is a sign that can help us connect with sweetness. It can help um, support connection. It can provide clues about creation or creativity and fertility and about making the most of the resources that you have. This sign of Taurus is really focused on collaboration and unity, those connectedness themes that are represented in slightly different ways, but in sort of a common theme by both the moon and Venus. And of course, Taurus is a sign that's very much about support and nurturing. Because we have a benefic planet uh, really strongly uh, emphasized in Taurus, we do get some of these really positive qualities coming through. And so that's sort of generally about the moon in Taurus. It's one reason why I'm often posting about the moon in Taurus each month. And as we're getting started on this podcast journey together, I wanted to share with you all about the moon in Taurus so that hopefully you can keep a track on this each month as well. Now, as I'm recording this, July of 2023, we are really getting to enjoy the gifts of Taurus without the pressure of Saturn. So for the three years from March 2020 to March of 2023, we had Saturn in Aquarius and that placed a lot of pressure on the sign of Taurus via this overcoming square aspect. And so the energy of Taurus, we might say, perhaps was a little bit muted or restrained for that three year period. And so as we're sitting here contemplating Moon in Taurus themes and energy in mid-2023, there is this sense of 
is a little bit more flow or ease emanating from Taurus and for any placements we might have in Taurus. And if you happen to have chart placements like a planet or maybe one of the angles in your birth chart in Taurus, you might have noticed this easing of pressure or even a removal of restriction in the past few months since Saturn has left Aquarius. Now, even if you don't have planets in Taurus, Taurus is definitely still going to be an important part of your birth chart. It will be linked to one or another of the 12 houses in your chart, and Taurus will be responsible for that particular set of topics and any people that might be connected to those areas of your life. And so having uh, this sort of more supportive energy around the sign of Taurus is really good for those Taurus house topic areas because they can be flowing more smoothly. And right now, it's not only that we have this sort of removal of a pressure, thanks to Saturn moving out of Aquarius, but since May of 2023, we've had the uh, addition of, we might say a positive, as Jupiter, the planet of expansion and growth, moved into Taurus. So in the last six months, as a lot has shifted from the Taurus perspective, in the sky and in our charts. And we might think about this Jupiter and Taurus cycle, which began in May, 2023 and will last for 12 months until May of 2024. We might think about this Jupiter and Taurus cycle as a time when the Taurus parts of our chart are receiving maybe a special blessing or an increased level of encouragement, or there is more growth and expansion thanks to this tour of Jupiter through Taurus. And Jupiter only comes through Taurus once every 12 years. So it's definitely a special cycle to be connecting with and working with. And one of the ways we can do that is by paying attention each month to when the moon is in Taurus and connected to Jupiter there as well. So that's a number of sort of technical reasons about why any Taurus placements or the Taurus part of your chart may be finding more opportunities, or you might be feeling an increase in enthusiasm, maybe a willingness to take some risks here, and perhaps a little bit less restriction uh, at the moment. So that's one of the reasons why this is a really great time to celebrate the Taurus, the sign of Taurus and the Taurus parts of our chart. I always like to notice each the time each month when the moon is in Taurus, and that tends to be a time where I really focus on slowing down, either being in the moment or being in my body. And I really try to prioritize these little luxuries or these moments of simple pleasures. For me, this often means extra time in the garden. And there have been periods in my life where I found myself sort of randomly, but maybe cosmically inspired, you know, just baking a chocolate brownie. And it seems to happen almost regularly on this monthly pattern. And I love that because Taurus is a sign of, you know, sweet treats. And sometimes that shows up very literally. So if you are craving a little bit of that sweet indulgence midweek, Tuesday, Wednesday with the moon in Taurus, maybe splurge on like the best quality chocolate or other sweetness treat. And, you know, wherever you're listening to this show, um, love to hear about what your favorite sweet treats are. So let us know uh, via the comments uh, below if that's an option for you. So the moon in Taurus, really great, you know, 48 hour period to kind of work with each month. It's Tuesday, Wednesday, July 11 and 12. But I want to say a little bit more about this because we do have these three planets or placements in Taurus right now. 
And so with the moon in Taurus, there's all of that goodness of the moon in Taurus in general, but there are three extra kind of themes or planetary tones that are going to come through in just in that 48 hour period. So it is kind of busy, but I think it's really effective. So while the moon is in Taurus, the moon is kind of having three meetings. That's how I like to think about it. The moon is meeting the North Node, the moon is going to meet Jupiter, and the moon is going to meet Uranus. So I just want to say briefly a couple of things about each of those. The moon is going to meet the North Node in Taurus, and this is going to happen very early in that time period that I gave you for each of the different locations. It's one of the first things the moon in Taurus will do is interact with that North Node in Taurus. Now, interestingly, the moon with the North Node in Taurus this month, uh, July 10th or 11th, depending on where you are, this is going to be the last time this happens. Uh, it's the end of an 18-month cycle for the North Node in Taurus. And so this is like wanting to set up practices or habits that will nourish and ground you for the long term. It might mean securing an alliance or setting up a routine that is stabilizing and sustainable. As the North Node is going to soon move out of Taurus, that happens on July 17, you might be putting the finishing touches on a plan or a pattern that you have been working on over the last 18 months. There may even be a little bit of this kind of now or never theme to the moon with the North Node in Taurus this month because it is the last time this planetary combination is going to happen. So this definitely means doing that good for you thing that you've been wondering about it, that you've been wondering about and doing it as soon as you can. So that's the first piece, the moon with the North Node in Taurus. Then the moon moves a little further into Taurus and comes to Jupiter in Taurus. And this is a much newer cycle. In fact, it's just the third time we've had this pairing of the moon with Jupiter in Taurus. And this is going to happen monthly until May of 2024. And it is such a beneficial combination. Technically, it would be considered really good. Jupiter is the planet of expansion and support. Uh, it's the planet, the greater benefic. It's a planet that represents encouragement. And you could think about Jupiter as sort of the cosmic cheerleader. And when Jupiter is activated in ways like this that would be considered really positive or fruitful, it's very much time to say yes, to stretch outside your comfort zone and really focus on growth, uh, progress, the idea of making things bigger, making things more meaningful. I really love the moon's links to Jupiter as they help us tap into self-belief and to wisdom. You might find yourself tapping into some inner wisdom, like really trusting your own understandings and insights, but you might also find yourself tapping into kind of the wisdom of the world. There might be a philosophy or a teacher or a mentor or a framework that you connect to that really gives you perspective and guidance. The moon's links to Jupiter can also inspire you to make life more meaningful or to really focus on experiences that enrich your life. And there might be ambitions that emerge too. Jupiter is a planet that wants to help us improve, expand, and upgrade. And so as the moon meets Jupiter, that'll be on Tuesday for most of us, Wednesday if you're in Australia. This is really going to be a time to make a choice or a change that helps you improve or upgrade something in your life. So that moon with Jupiter is so much about 
growth, about expansion, about giving yourself permission to take up more space or daring to kind of prioritize the things that are really fulfilling and meaningful for you. So you can see why I think these moon Jupiter aspects are so juicy, so supportive, so encouraging. I mean, who doesn't need a little bit more self-belief, kind of self-trust, like having faith in yourself and the moon with Jupiter and Taurus can really support that. So we've got that available to us Tuesday this week, the second week of July, and we're going to have that every four weeks now until May of 2024. So thinking about the Taurus part of your birth chart and taking up more space or pursuing more dreams and adventures around this part of your chart and your life. The final planet that the moon will meet while it's in Taurus is going to be Uranus. And now this is a longer running trend that has been happening for a few years. We're a little over halfway through the Uranus in Taurus cycle. When the moon meets Uranus each month, each month, it's like a little flash of Uranus energy. And so there are these moments of innovation or these flashes of insight that might lead to invention. And this will be Wednesday for most of us, Thursday if you're in Australia. The moon with Uranus in Taurus can invite you to experiment, especially with things like self-care, food and food preparation rituals, uh, nourishment. You know, the moon with Uranus is like, how do you want to think about your body, your physicality? But the moon with Uranus in Taurus is also, you know, what is pleasure? How do I do? Do I know what pleasure is for me? Do I need to rediscover or redefine that? So the moon with Uranus can also help you break old or outdated patterns. So it's a great time for a refresh or a reset. Of course, Uranus is the planet of chaos, change, and the unexpected. And so each month when the moon meets Uranus, there may be this 24-hour period that has a little bit of an unpredictable or chaotic quality. So definitely be flexible with your plans and expectations. And that is Wednesday, as I mentioned, for most of us, Thursday if you're in Australia. And that's because last minute changes are likely. It can be a last minute unexpected, you know, change or uh, something gets canceled, but it could also be this spontaneous invitation that you think, oh, I'm just going to go for it. I really love the excitement of Uranus and the way it can prompt these totally out of the blue ideas and possibilities. So we do get a little bit of a, a kind of, you know, the mind kind of explodes open a little bit. And so even if things are a bit hectic or not going to plan, you might notice that there is an opportunity in the midst of these changes midweek. Uranus does encourage authentic choices and individuality. So you may find yourself wanting to push back on regular obligations or shake up your schedule. You might feel a bit restricted by routines or responsibilities that you're normally happy to honor. That's okay. Notice that and maybe shake things up temporarily. Ultimately, the moon with Uranus is totally open to trying something new. So that might be your sort of cosmic invitation to go for it, turn things upside down and see how that changes your perspective on events or experiences. Thanks for listening, everyone. I hope these insights help guide you through this second week of July. If you're enjoying these astro insights and you'd like even more info and insight about the astrology of the week ahead, I'd invite you to join my private astrology membership. You can join today via my website, kellysastrology.com. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you again next week. Bye for now.